Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. Well, good morning, people of Identity Church. We thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, I just want to, first and foremost, just tell you that you've been in our prayers. Uh, We at the leadership here prayed every day. Uh, We see God doing some amazing things uh, in our in our midst, within our our fellowship, our our friends, uh, our acquaintances. There's actually a couple enemies that God's working with. I kind of like them too. But uh, I just uh, I just want to open up in prayer. We're going to do things a little bit different with live streaming and. Uh, we're, we're, we're bringing our time frames down. We're actually going to, uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to take an offering. Um, uh, Karen has a message uh, that she wants to share. I'm going to preach after that. So we're going to kind of shorten it up, and then we're going to have communion. So just go to your cabinet. Get something. Get a cracker. Get a piece of bread. If you're like me, get an Oreo. Get some milk. <laughs> Just something to represent. Maybe maybe it needs to be an oil because right now some of us don't even realize that he's so sweet. And uh, it wouldn't be wrong to have communion with something sweet because uh, he is sweet. So um, that's our plan. And then we will worship at the end. So, uh, Father, we just thank you for this, this day. I just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in our midst. Lord, I thank you that you taught us that in the middle of a crisis, we go back to the basics and go back to the basics. And we ask you, Father God, to minister to our leaders, our national leaders, our government officials, our president, his cabinet, the senators and the congressmen, both houses. God, we bless them. We ask you for wisdom. We ask you for favor upon our nation. Father God, I I just I look to every every mom, every dad over every household and we speak wisdom to them. We speak life to them. And Lord Jesus, the, 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 the hospital workers and the frontline people, God, we just speak blessing over them and ask you to protect them in everything that they, they put their hands to. God, it's, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. We thank you for your blood. and We bless it in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, I want to bring it to your attention. Uh, this would be our our, orphan, our offering time. Um, our live stream uh, app is working. If you want to do the identity app, um, our, if you go to text 386-753-3233, you can uh, put your credit card information in it if you have not done it. Once you do that, you don't have to put your credit card information in it again. If you're like me and you got a new card because you lost your other one, just put reset. And then the next time you go to send it, it, you could do it one more time and that'll reset it. So um, I just thank you for your faithfulness. This is a lean time when you don't have church. uh, People uh, have a tendency to forget about giving. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to remind people and to he is our provider. And so I've been every morning praying it in from the north to south, the east and the west. So you Yankees in the north, send it. You Southerners, send it. You Western people and Eastern people, send it. So that's been my prayer. But I do thank you for your faithfulness. And uh, God is God is faithful. Um, 
at this time, I want uh, Ms. Karen Simmons to come, and she needs to grab that microphone there. And she's going to share some things on her heart, and then I'm going to preach right behind her. A pretty good message on hope. So, thank you very much, Miss Karen. Okay. Thanks. I just wanted to spend a few minutes, not very long at all, but just a few minutes, um, adding to what I shared last week on the spirit of the pioneer. I just want to um, go back and just remind you one of the most important words that I feel Ron gave was the explanation of the year. It includes the word paga. It means intercession. It means to impinge. So uh, as pioneers, we we impinge on uncharted territory. We break open the way in the uncharted territory. So um, I was thinking, uh, the Lord just gave me this other thing about inside of the pioneers was something very specific that motivated them to move forward into the unknown. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, the scripture I got is in Romans chapter 8. That uh, chapter is pretty familiar to everybody. But there was one verse that stood out to me that reminded me of what God is doing in this hour with his church. And it's verse 18. And what it says is, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And I think that is a beautiful way of summing up what is going to happen to us as people, as God's people. Because the creation is groaning. In verse 19 it says, For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. And as we go down to Romans 8.23, it says, not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. That is the power that we carry inside of us. That is the lamp of that I was talking about last week, about this bright and shining lamp that liberty holds. Well, we hold it as the church, and we stand next to the door, Jesus Christ. Well, when I cross-referenced that particular scripture, it brought me to 2 Corinthians 5.5. 5. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us his spirit. And I think that that just is beautiful. So we're not alone in this. The Father knows exactly what's happening. He knows how we're handling it, and he has given us the spirit to equip us. And in all of this... Romans 8.29, the promise says, we are predestined to be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And so what I want to say is what is obvious. <laughs> Adversity builds character. And that is what's happening right now. Our character is being built by the Holy Spirit. And we can see all through the Bible, both in the Old and New Testaments, that this is a method of getting us conformed into Jesus, this is what the Father uses, adversity. So the pioneers had to be fearless in order to move forward into uncharted territory. 
And that's us right now. We have to be fearless. Verse 23 tells me we have the fruits, the first fruits of the Spirit, the same Holy Spirit Jesus had when he read out of the Torah in Capernaum the day he revealed himself to the Pharisees. So right now, um, I want you to go to your Bibles in Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, and this is what I want to focus on. Because we are as Jesus was and is in this world. The Spirit of God is the lamp we hold like Lady Liberty, and that's what I shared last week. It's the light that emanates from us as I shared in Matthew 5.16. Charlie, I'm just going to put this down for a second. I hope I don't mess you up. Okay. There's just not enough room up here. <laughs> Books and papers, and God help me if this all falls down. <laughs> So this is our hour as the body of Christ. I just want to encourage you, our time to reveal to be revealed as who we really are. It is our time to write our epic stories that we can share for generations to come. Just like Abraham was told to share the word as he walked along the way, we are going to have testimonies that we will be able to share with our children and our grandchildren for generations of this time in history. The stories of the goodness of God we worship, this, the mercy of the one that created us. There are incredible stories like we heard from Ron last week. So I want to make this declaration over ourselves, over our bodies, our souls, and our spirit. Let us declare the words with faith, believing we will become as Jesus was when he spoke these words and fulfilled them in his ministry. And may we do the same and answer the cry of creation. So in Isaiah 61, I just want to pray this. And this is a declaration. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has anointed us to preach good tidings to the poor. He has equipped us to do this. He has sent us to heal the brokenhearted. Lots of brokenhearted people right now. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound. There are so many people that are looking for answers, looking for miracles, looking for the Jesus that we have been proclaiming for so long from our pulpits. We are here to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console all those who mourn in Zion or Deltona or wherever you are, to give them beauty for ashes and the joy, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified, that he may be glorified. It's not about us. It's that he would be glorified, just like the scripture I read last week from Matthew 5.16, that we are to do these good works before all men. Let our light so shine. Do the works that our Father would be glorified. So I just want to pray and say thank you to the Father for giving us his word, for giving us the lampstand of the Lord, for giving us the ability to say yes, 
the ability to open our hearts to others, to be as Jesus was, even as he stood up in the temple that day and spoke. And I love it. He spoke this and he sat down. (laughs) He said, here I am. And this is our time to be able to say, here I am. The Christ in me, here I am. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay. Thank you. All right. You got stuff. (laughs) Okay. Good word. Good word. How many... How many have ever just kind of needed to hear something from God, personal, for you that day? <laughs> I was kind of that way today. I, I woke up, actually, um, um, I made my wife mad. I did not set an alarm. So I woke up when I wanted to woke up. And she's one of those, uh, wakes up at five and goes out in the living room, and I was snoring, baby. But I just kind of laid in bed. I didn't have to be anywhere at any time this morning. And I just said, Lord, I'm, I got to talk to you about a few things. And I just talked to him about um, my 401k. My 401k is now a 101 too. <laughs> 202. It's a, it, it got better today. Okay. Oh, thank you. I should have looked. I quit looking. But I mean, I mean, listen. Um, and, and some there's some people that are that are hearing me. You're going, yeah, great. I don't have a 401k. Yeah, but you 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 have the same future I have. And you're doubting or you're wrestling on where are you going to be? How are you going to come out of this? Are we going to come out the head and not the tail? Are we going to come out bruised? Are we going to how are we going to do this? And so I was just kind of like, Lord, I I I I need a little help. I, I'm not panicking. Uh, I have a good head on my shoulders. Um, I mean, I was planning on retiring in about seven years. Now it looks like 15. Um, you know, you know, so, you know, so, you know, it's not fear. I'm just looking at the future, you know. But um, so, so I got a, a, a friend of mine that does a, um, a teaching, and, and, and I got on at noon. And the first thing he said was, hope is the consistent expectation of God's goodness. And as soon as I heard him say that, hope jumped back up in me. I, I, I mean, I really wasn't battling fear. I, I was just looking for something that I could anchor my faith to. And when I heard that, hope is the consistent, there's the key, the consistent expectation of God's goodness. And, and, and man, I anchored into that. that they're just, just anchored into that. Because listen, I, I've I've been down. What, what when I I learned how to how to go through a trial, uh, the FBI came in and took uh, all of our resources, me and uh, one of my partners, and they took like five million dollars, and people went to jail. I thought I was going to be the next Apostle Paul, write books in prison. You know, I've been through some crises. I've been through some uh, some some crashes. You know, but it's different when everybody else is doing good and you're the one crashing. You feel like you know you're the whale belly. Everybody else is doing great, and you, you know, but when you've crashed and you've seen God restore you, there's a hope in you because you, could, you didn't have hope. And, and once you've come through a few things, hope 
becomes the rope that you tie a knot on and you hang on and watch God restore you. I've been restored. We went bankrupt in 2010. I recovered that. I have an ability to find hope. And this morning I found a new, a new knot in my hope rope. Does that work? Yeah, a new knot in my hope rope. So uh, I want to I want to just kind of run through some scriptures that that just just made my 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 baby jump in my belly. James chapter one verses two through eight in the in the passage translation. Let's just follow this. Just remember, um, if you need to get up, go get you some juice. Go get you some bread. We will have communion after this. I appreciate it, um, my fellow believers. But it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties. See it as an invaluable opportunity. How in the world can you put difficulties and opportunities in the same sentence to experience the greatest joy that you can? Now, is that turning what looks like a bad situation into an opportunity to watch God be good? What does it say? Hope is the consistent expectation of God's goodness. So if you could take this difficult opportunities and turn it into an invaluable opportunity to experience, did you hear the word? Look at that word, experience joy. Listen, I'm not talking about joy. I want to experience joy. You got to experience this joy that you can, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power. Come on. Come on, have y'all been through a battle? Listen, 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 when, 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 when you're, when, come on. Some of you won't exercise power until God corners you. Let me, let me even be, be meaner than that, until God lets the devil corner you. Whoa, thank you. I got, I, got, I got an elder over there going, Amen. Sometimes the devil has to corner you to stir up your faith to let your power that you know that is on the inside of you come to the forefront. Let your faith is tested to stir up power within you to endure all things, to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection. Woo! I'm getting perfected. Why? Because I come through some stuff. Say that. I've come through. Have you come through some stuff? I've come through some stuff. Why? And I'm being perfected. Why? Because I still have hope. I still have expectation, and I'm consistent with it. And I know that my God is good. Come on. This this makes me unshakable. Ah, come on. In every part of your being perfection and every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Nothing missing and nothing lacking. When we become perfect, when we become mature in his love, when we become mature into who he says we are, we are lacking nothing. If anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He doesn't seek he doesn't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures. That's the good, that's the good God you have hope in. He doesn't go, ah, gotcha. Now let me beat on you. He doesn't do that. Would you ask for wisdom? He says to ask for wisdom. I give it freely. He's wanting you to ask for wisdom. Listen, the devil will tell you why you keep asking for something that you asked for, but you didn't think you got it. Now it's your fault. This is not the good God. 
The goodness of God says, ask me for wisdom. I will give it. I will grant it to you. I will not hold you over a barrel because you messed up and now you need wisdom. Come on. Don't, don't, don't tell me I'm the only one that's ever been there. Boy, if I was perfected, if I was mature, I wouldn't need God to do a miracle because I'd have already made the decisions and I'd have pulled my money out of that 401k. I'm so prophetic. I had someone ask me today, <clears throat> cameraman, I thought God reveals to the prophets. Did you see it coming? I'm like, nope, not really. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> he told me to knuckle down. I thought it was to write the book. <laughs> he said, get serious. I want this done because you got to be ready. Okay, I got the book written, and, and, and now I can't even fly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he doesn't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures. Listen to this. He will overwhelm your failures. Read that. He will overwhelm your failures. Does that just hit you? He will overwhelm your failures. How many have been overwhelmed by your own failures? That isn't what it said. He will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. I told you three weeks ago I'm a grace preacher. Just make sure you ask, empowered by confident faith. Listen to this, without doubting. Say without doubting. See, see here, here's, here's where the rubber meets the road, without doubting, that you will receive. For the ambivalent or the mixed feeling or the contradictual ideals in your, you know, that's what that means. You all messed up, double-minded. That's King James. The ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Oh, praise God. Walk out the thing. Ah, where's God? We... we our consistent hope, our consistent expectation that he's a good God. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. <clears throat> You're up one minute and tossed down the next. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. Yeah, seriously. I mean, listen, listen, church. Listen, listen, church. Listen, it, 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 it can mess you up if you're not grounded on the rock. You know, um, I tried to be in a depression. Susie wouldn't let me. Not everybody's married to Susie. <clears throat> Listen to the next verse. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. When you're half-hearted, listen, when you're half-convinced, when your hope is not as consistent and not expectation because you don't think he's a good God. When you're half-hearted, I had a Lord years ago, I saw a vision, and he had both halves of my heart. And he says, you know, uh, I actually had both halves of my heart in my hand. And the Lord said to me, he says, I can't even heal your heart until I have the whole thing. Quit asking me to heal your heart when I don't have the whole thing. So I would give him this portion of it. I'd give him nine rooms of it. I'd give him seven rooms of it. Finally, I said, Lord, I think you could have all both halves. You can have all of it now. Well, until, you, until he has all of it, he can't heal none of it. Ooh, that's a good word right there. 
And, and listen, what's going to expose the fact that you haven't given it all to him? <laughs> your up and down yo-yo, your emotions aren't set on his goodness, and we're tossed to and fro. Okay, thank you very much. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in this condition? <laughs> I love these people that, well, you know, God's good. God did it. I can do it. No, listen. Listen, there, there's a requirement here. God does, God's not required to chase down a half-hearted person and tell him he loves them. Ooh, that sounded mean, didn't it? No, it doesn't mean he doesn't say he loves you, but until you give your whole heart to him, you'll never experience that hope and his goodness. That was good. That was James chapter 1, 2, and 8. Let's go to Romans chapter 12, 11, and 13, also the Passion Translation. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Uh-oh, now the pastor's going to tell me to do something. Yep, yep, it's time to serve the Lord. Yep. It's time to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Who's responsible there? You are. Radiant with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Listen, how, how many want to be excited about something? Then get serving. Get serving. Get serving. Who fills you? Who's fills you? Let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Some of you aren't excited. Some of you want to, want, want to be excited, and you're waiting on him to do something. When he says, you serve me, I'll excite you on the way. I'll excite you on the way. Serve me. Let this hope burst forth. There's hope again. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. There's that joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a consistent interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them and eagerly welcome people as a guest into your home unless you're on court team. I had to add that. Pastor, Pastor Mike, Mike told, us, told us to read Romans 13, obey your authorities. So that last verse, you know, hear God. All right? If you're on quarantine, you know, I'm on a 14-day quarantine with a 10-day marriage. You know, I have hope we're going to make it. Listen, there, 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 there's a key here. Um, not wanting to talk out of turn, but, but, but as a company, um, you know, I, I have employees. I have to make sure that the finances are going to be there. I have to make sure this is going to happen. And so I'm, I'm concerned. I'm a businessman. I'm concerned. I have responsibility. And, and so um, I said, Lord, uh, what do I do? And I'm reading this. You serving me? Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're serving me, but who are you serving? You haven't even asked me, is there someone you should go bless? Hmm, okay. Got anybody in mind? Absolutely, I do. And, and, and I'd had my boss on my heart, and I, I, I wound up sending him an email at 1130 at night and prophecy of encouragement. And he emailed me the next morning, and it was a word about being uh, wisdom. I used that James 1 scripture. I practice what I preach. 
and that, that I told him I'd been praying James 1, 5 on him, the wisdom, asked for wisdom, and, and did the whole thing. And I said, I saw you with two shoulders, a business shoulder and a, and a family shoulder. And be, I want you to make sure you're balanced. I'm praying balance on you. And I'm, I was just encouraging him, telling him, I'm, 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 as a Christian, when you go through crisis, you go back to the basics. And what I said is you pray for your leaders, your national leaders, your church leaders. I said, and you're a leader of my company. And I'm proud to be under your leadership. And I'm praying James 1.5. And it was just encouraging. And that he had two shoulders and blah, blah, blah. And then the next morning he sent me an email and he says, you have no idea. I'm in the emergency room with a mask on because my son got whacked and had needed stitches in the head because of our quarantine with our two children. I guess one hockey stick, the other one. And, and, the, and, he, and they already had a broken arm. And the doctor's like, am I going to see you again? He goes, no guarantee. <laughs> he said, yeah, we, we're quarantined, man. We may be back again. But, but he just said, he says, it was, he, says, he, says, he says, Charlie, a couple of days ago, I had this thought. My grandmother's gone. I know my parents pray for me. And this thought was, is anybody praying for me? He said, I believe I picked up your prayers. And it was just encouragement. That's serving others. Serving others was what? With encouragement. This man, this man is in charge of our whole company. The weight on this man, that's undergirding, that's serving the Lord and our fellow brothers and our leaders and those in authority. And so then um, there's, a, there's another person who's, who's freshly married and just had a miscarriage, and, and, and her, her husband's a, a, a restaurant server. And so I just asked my employees, hey, what do you think about this? And we, we sent her a very nice love offering. And, and it's just like, why? Because God said to serve. Who, we, we, oh, yeah, serve the Lord. You might want to tell somebody else. <laughs> you know, sometimes we do serve the Lord in quietness. But, it, you know, I'm in the ministry. Really? Are you a leader? Yeah. Anybody following you? Nope. <laughs> serve people. That's where your joy is going to come from. That's where God's going to fill you with his spirit. Why? Because he doesn't want you to serve his people empty. This, that is a good word, isn't it, Gary? See, some of you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost for your benefit. Maybe God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost for somebody else's benefit, and you might get full on the way to go serve somebody else because God doesn't want them to show up with just you. <laughs> That's good. I ought to preach that sometime. Romans 15, 12 and 13. Thank you, Kathy. Isaiah prophesied, the heir to David's throne will emerge. He will raise up as a ruler over all Jewish nations. For all their hope will be in him. Is all, is all our hope, where's our hope come from? That, that, that's Jesus he's talking about. All of our hope will be met in him. So whatever you're hoping for, it will be met in Jesus Christ. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy. Overflowing with uncontainable. Am I saying that right? Uncontainable. Stainable too. I like stainable, but containable is good. Joy and perfect peace. Joy and how many need more peace? 
How many need more joy? It's, it's right here in these scriptures. It's through that hope. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continue surround your life with his supernatural abundance until you radiate with hope. His power. His power. The Holy Ghost's power. Now listen. I started this whole thing off um, talking about my 401k. And uh, the Lord says, you've done pretty good. I mean, it's just money. I mean, it is. It's just money. I, I, I truly just, if you want my opinion, it's going to come back. You know, I, I may have to work till I'm 107, but, you know, it'll come back. Just kidding. Um, and and here, here's the other. Stop digging up with doubt what you planted in faith. Me and Susie put money in our retirement. In faith, I'm not going to let doubt dig it up when I planted it in faith. So the hope, that's a good word right there. The hope, the hope that I have in God, the consistent expectation of his goodness will somehow give me what I planted in faith. I will not let doubt dig up what I planted in faith. Um, you want to come to the piano? We're gonna, we're gonna just worship a little bit. I, I want you to think: What have you planted in faith that doubt is trying to dig up? Yeah, four hundred one k. Listen, I, I think some of you uh, have, have, have children, promises, and doubt under the pressure is digging up what you planted in faith. Let hope become strength to you. Let the expectation, continue expectation of the goodness of your God bring enough joy and enough peace to hang on to what God has promised you and what you planted in faith will bring a harvest. Does that make sense? Is that a good word? All right, all right. Hey, listen, we're, uh, we're going to shift into uh, some worship. We're going to do communion. Uh, this is one of our shortest, well, we're doing pretty good, time-wise. Was that a good word? I, I think, I think you know, we got stuff to hang. Listen, uh, Karen basically was doing Isaiah 61. That's, that's uh, Luke 4. That's Luke 4. The anointing is upon me to do what? To heal the brook, to, to, to set the captive free, the, the prisoner and the captive. You break that down. The anointing was upon Jesus to set the prisoner and the captive free. The prisoner belonged in prison. The captive got there because somebody, they were married to an idiot, maybe. Somebody else's, you know. But he sets both free. And he recovers sight to the blind. Sight. Why, why recovering sight is important? Why? Because you can't see the goodness of your God. I only do what I see the Father do. This is what Jesus, the anointing came on Jesus. Why? To recover our sight so we could see our hope and bring our hope and our expectation into reality. And so I just, uh, um, they got the elders here. Let's uh, come and serve communion. Kathy, I think you can come down and uh, get that microphone, and let's, let's do communion here. Um, if you missed it, you can, you can give on the, your tithes and offering on the giving app. You can also do that uh, on your text messages for uh, text giving at 386-753-3233. We just want to close out with
communion. No, we're going to do communion now, and we're going to worship after that. Pastor Mike, would you come lead us in communion, sir? And uh, at home, just go get you some bread. Go get you a cracker. Some of you think Jesus is a sourpuss. Go get an Oreo cookie. <laughs> is that okay? Go get milk and cookies. Yes. Listen, Identity Church... We're, we're family. Listen, get a hold of the elders. Let us know what you have in need of. I pray for you. Um, I prayed a prayer over many of you uh, out of the, the, uh, the heavenly vault of a shepherd. And we have seen miracles. People walking up to people that I've prayed for, that shepherd's anointing that shepherd's oversight and, and handed them $2,000. We've had people hand $500 checks. We have people find very expensive things in the river. And so there is a release of the vault of heaven. And as a shepherd, when the Lord challenged me, are you a shepherd? And I'm like, yeah, what does that look like? And I saw that vault. I saw those resources. And so I just want to have Pastor Mike lead us in communion here. And then we're going to do a little worship. Pastor Mike, if you'll do the do the honors. Yeah. Pastor Mike, come on up here where they can sure. see you and just thank you, Lord. You got it? you know, I love the fact that communion was established by the Lord Himself. And it's for us to continually remember him and when we come together. And uh, as we get ready to take it, it, you know, it, it helps us. And, and one of the things that Christ said was to, you know, to take a good look at yourself, to examine yourself. Well, examine means to really look deep, you know, not just a glance. It means to look deep and examine yourself. On the, the night before he died, Jesus gathered in the upper room with his disciples, the twelve, and he took the bread, he blessed it, and he broke it. And that's so important Yeah, that something is broken. He broke it, he gave that to them, and he said, yes. all of you take this and eat. Because this is yes, Lord. my body. This bread represents my body, which will be given up for you and broken for you, so that you may have everlasting life. And that is that. And it's off as you come together to, to partake of that. Do it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. So we partake of the bread. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. When they had finished the supper, they took the third cup. The third cup was the traditional, uh, not the best, but the least, because it was able to represent something that was going to be coming. Mm. 
He took that third cup and he blessed it. And he passed it to them and he said, all of you take this and drink. This represents the cup of my blood, which will be poured out for you. And as often as you do these things, as often as you come together, remember to do them and remember me. What a powerful thing. Remember him. So as we take the cup, we remember him. All of you take this and drink. So communion is so beneficial for the body of Christ. It does a few things for us. It helps us examine ourselves. It helps us to remember. And it helps us to pass that on. Because we walk in Christ. We walk in that love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank Jesus. You, Lord. We're going to worship a little bit, and uh, I just want to bless you. Uh, I just released the shepherd's blessing over you as shepherd of this house. and Given the anointing and resources of heaven, speak resources to come in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Provision in every dimension, natural spiritual, physical. And I say, church, arise. Church, arise. Your Redeemer draweth near, and he's looking for vessels to flow through. Stephanie, let us, let us worship. Jesus, you are the light. You are the light of the world. Jesus, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. find our safety in you and I find my rest in you the light of the world 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 Jesus Oh, I find my safety in you. I find my peace in you. Oh, and I am anchored. 
your promises they are true i am anchored to your word yes i am anchored to your promises because you are the light of the world the light of the world jesus you are the light of the world, Jesus. Oh, you are the light. You are the way. And you are the truth. Jesus, you are. You are the light. And you are the way. You are the light, you are the truth, and you are the way, Jesus. You are the light, you are the way, and you are the truth, you are. Oh, Jesus, you are the safe place, the only safe place, the only safe place. You are the only safe place. You are the only safe place. You are the only safe place. peace bring it all to peace the storm surrounding me let it break at your name and still call the sea to still rage in me to still every way at your name, oh, peace, bring it all to peace. The storm surrounding me, let it break. At your name, and still, you've called the sea to still, raging me to still every way. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus. Breathe, you've called these bones to breathe, called these lungs to sing once again. I will praise and 
victory you've called these bones to breathe called these lungs to sing once again I will praise you've called these bones to breathe you've called these lungs to sing once again I will praise you and breathe you've called my bones to breathe you've called my lungs to sing oh once again Jesus Jesus you make the darkness tremble Jesus Jesus silence fear and Jesus Jesus you make the darkness tremble Jesus Jesus your name is light that the shadows can't deny your name not be overcome your name is alive forever lifted high your name cannot be overcome your name your name is alive that the shadows can't deny your name not be overcome your name is life forever lifted high your name cannot be overcome oh jesus jesus you make the darkness tremble jesus jesus you silence fear of jesus jesus you make the darkness tremble jesus jesus do we call out to dry bones come alive come alive we call out to dead hearts come alive come alive about from the ashes let us see an army rise and we call out to dry bones come alive oh yeah and we call out to dry bones come alive come alive and we call out to dead hearts come alive come alive up out of the ashes let us see an army rise we call out to dry bones come alive so breathe oh breath of god Breathe, oh breath of God. Breathe, oh breath of God. Now breathe.
Breathe, oh breath of God. Breathe, oh breath of God. Breathe, oh breath of God. Now breathe all across this land. Breathe, the oh breath of God. Breathe, the oh breath of God. Breathe, the oh breath of God. Now breathe. Oh, we cry out. Breathe the breath of God. Breathe the breath of God now. Breathe the breath of God now. Breathe all across our land. Breathe the breath of God. Oh, breathe the breath of God now. Breathe the breath of God now. Call out to tribals, come alive, come alive. We call out to dead hearts, come alive, come alive. About all the ashes, let us sing on me rise. And we call out to tribals, come alive. We call out to dry bones, come light. Ezekiel 37, the valley of dry bones. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out of the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I ask you, church, can these dry souls live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. The Ruha will enter you. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. And then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise. A rattling sound, the rattling of dry bones, coming back together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and fresh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they came to life, and stood up on their feet, a vast army. There's a call out right now to the church. A call on the church for hope to assemble on Easter Sunday. And in the world, that seems impossible right now. 
But in God's spirit, it is completely possible. So we need to speak to the dry bones of the unbelief, to the dry bones of the media that says it can't be done. And we need to speak life into that situation so that the world will know that there is a Lord, that there is a God that is mightier and much stronger than a coronavirus and that he is real and that his hope is there right now to reach out and touch you in your home, to touch the loved one that you have who has ill health that you're worried about, to touch your adult children who lost their waiter and waitress job, and now you're paying extra bills to help them out, to touch your coworkers, or if you're the employer, your employees who you are concerned about, and what will they do, and how will they do it? To those of you who have parent, are parents and have young children who have questions that you can't answer, we give you hope. We just ask that you turn to something far greater than anything you're going to see on TV. We ask that you turn to, any, to something that is far greater than any politician. We ask you to turn to something that is far greater than anything that I have or that you have within our own flesh and bones. We ask that you turn towards the Spirit. We ask that you turn towards the Lord God Almighty. We ask that you walk in hope and in peace. But we ask for one more thing. We ask that you walk in power. That you walk in the power of the Almighty God that you would know beyond all shadow of a doubt with the faith of a child that we are going to get through this. That hope is bigger than this virus. Hope is bigger than any loss of economy. So, Lord, we thank you for your prophecy. We thank you for your wisdom, God. We thank you for the breath. We thank you for the breath, Lord, the breath of life that we blow over our nation and over this world, God, that we will seek your face and that we will find hope in your message this season, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to IdentityChurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages, read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.